there's there's a literal scene in this film where Greta feels like Pepe Le Pew, mm-hmm. right? Like if you just ran, there is no way Greta would catch up to you. Yeah. But in this film, she's just constantly there, <laughs> going like, oh, "I love you." <laughs> she's literally Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're my sweet darling, Marjorie. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 548 with a review of Greta. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, This week, we are going to have this review of the theatrical release of Greta. And we're also going to finally have that review that we've been teasing for the last several episodes of By Bust, which was the listener-requested episode from Cayman. So get ready for that. Um, but yeah, so hang on to your bust. It's <laughs> <laughs> like butts, but flip. No, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, but uh, yeah, so in this film, all the events of the film are kicked off when um, Chloe Grace Moretz uh, picks up a bag on the subway. So my question for you, Stephen, is would you just pick up a random bag? Well, I mean... Let's pretend it's not San Francisco's BART, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is like a subway in a place where it's not the BART. <laughs> Would you just pick up a bag and rifle through it, um, whether or not you were trying to be nefarious? Like, No, no, I, w- I would probably, I tend to have the, like, the morals of somebody else will do it or like the crowd will do it, yeah. right? Like they probably got a guy for that. It- it's the same reason I don't worry if I'm in a place that doesn't have a, a recycling bin. I'm like... People probably have to sort it, you know? <laughs> and I think if I, if I saw a, like, bag on the subway, I would think, well, maybe if I take it, the person that's looking for it won't be able to find it. Yeah. I bet they have, like, a subway lost and found. Like, someone else will do it. Yeah. So it, it would be a dumb thought because probably a person would steal it well before any of that would happen. Yeah. But I, my conscience would be clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would not pick it up um, for many uh, different reasons. But I think really just I'd be concerned that people would think that I'm jacking this bag. Um, like, because why, like, what would, it, it just, it doesn't seem common to just walk up and be like, Whoa, especially if you see the person get up and leave. But unless you're going to be like, excuse me, miss, and then try to like flag yeah, it down. Yeah, and then you run and then the door shuts before you get there. Yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't pick it up in general. Honestly, if I'm like walking down the street and there's like a five <laughs> on the ground or something, I don't even reach down to pick it up because I don't want somebody to see me be like, ooh, That's I how much money Chris makes now. <laughs> no, no, it's not even about a like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't benefit enough from the social awkwardness of having somebody see me trying to pick up money off the ground. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel, like, weird. Like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong and I people are watching me. Yeah. So I, I just wouldn't even pick up the bag in the first place. Yeah. And even if I did pick up the bag, let's just pretend like I was like, oh, this bag looks important. Somebody, re- let's just pretend like it's like a cooler and it says human heart on the outside. I wouldn't even open it to see if it really was that. I would just, like, if I was compelled to pick it up, I would pick it up and immediately take it somewhere and drop it off. I, right, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't open it up because then yeah, I definitely look like I would take it like to I'm the like, lost and found or authorities or whatever and be yeah. like, hey, someone left this. Let's go. Hey, anybody, anybody missing a purse? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so now that that's done, should yeah. we get into this review? Sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Greta and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Where's 
I have a bag that I found that I think belongs to Greta Hedag. Oh, bless your heart. Where did you find it? On the subway. Oh, would you like a cup of coffee? You've been so kind. I don't get many visitors here. I've been so lonely since my daughter left. Well, I could help you. My mom actually used to say, uh, I'm like chewing gum. You I tend to stick around. <laughs> Where are the candles? Uh, in the cabinet. I guess she's been finding bags around the city. I was hoping someone brings them back to her. And you did. Oh my god, it's her. Just let it ring. I saw the bags, Greta. And I never want to see you again. She's really freaking me out. This is not a problem. Public area, her rights are protected. Why are you doing this? How exciting. Hi, I'm Frances, and I'll be your waitress for the evening. No, I can't do this. Are you a child? No, you're the child. You need a mother to hold her. Don't you dare talk to me about my mother. She had to die. My eyes to me. Are you out of your mind? Look at her. She's full of grinning. She's got a Everyone needs a friend. But we're more than friends. We're connected. There's something you need to know about Greta. What? Are you insane? What did you do? Just try to get rid of Greta. All right, so that was the trailer for Greta. Um, in the story, a young woman is riding on the subway. She finds a purse that has just been left, uh, concerned over somebody losing the purse. She decides to open it up and finds the driver's license of the person, follows it to meet this nice little old French lady, and uh, kind of starts to hang out with and help her out. Uh, one night when they're having a nice fun dinner together, she opens a cupboard and sees that this woman may not be stable and has been planting purses around the city to try to get new friends, we'll call them. <laughs> and uh, she has to figure out how to deal with this person who is uh, not the person that she thought she was originally. Uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Greta? So I I, I liked Greta. I, I mostly liked it. I think um, it does something that I tend to like when a thriller or suspense, or I hesitate to use the word horror because this is not a scary movie, right? But no. it is clearly trying to go in the genre where people who like horror might also like this movie. Um, and like one thing that I like in that genre is when it it takes a real fear and just magnifies it, right? It, <laughs> it, it takes like a subtle thing. A fear of old French women. Well, 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 well like for instance, The Visit, uh, the controversial film on this podcast. <laughs> What I liked about that is it, it takes this thing that like little kids probably feel to a degree, which is like these older people, we don't really understand them and we're being left in their hands. And what if something crazy happened, right? Like, yeah. And, and I think this, this does something similar for moving to a big city for the first time where you, you have kind of, quote, safety in numbers, but you also have like helplessness in numbers because yeah. you are very public and you live in 
small places where if people know the neighborhood you live in, they probably can find you on the street on any given day. There's only so many like metro entrances you can take. There's only so many restaurants you can enter from and leave. And I think the the feeling that like if the social pact were violated and someone just decided, I am going to obsessively come after you now, there would be no recourse. Like there would be nothing you could do. I, I think this taps into that in a way that I found believable at least. Like yeah. when when it first started happening, and the trailer gives away that Greta is stalking her to a degree, so I don't think that's really a spoiler. Yeah. Oh. Um, when that first started happening, much like Chloe Grace Moretz's character, I was thinking, what could be done about this? Oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that realization that like there is nothing you can do once you have exposed yourself, and the only way to avoid it would be to refuse to make yourself known to anyone else is, I thought, like a very relatable fear. Yeah. Um, I, I think the reason this movie managed to be enjoyable is that the leads are both really good, I think, in their role. Chloe Grace Moretz, I think, does a good job as kind of the small-town girl who moved to the big city who is maybe a little bit too trusting, a little bit too kind. Um, I definitely believed that she would interact with Greta the way that she did, that she would feel maybe kind of guilt-tripped by Greta's loneliness and want to help out. Yeah. Um, I think Isabel Huppert is very entertaining. She kind of cranks it up to 11 as this Greta character, but she does a good job of like not showing all of her cards at once. It it escalates over the course of the movie. Um, I think it's pretty cleverly paced. Like The stakes keep getting higher the more the film goes along. There are a few pretty entertaining fake-outs in the movie. There are some callbacks, too, where there are things by the end of the film that justify scenes that happen at the beginning of the movie in a way that I thought had a really clever payoff. Uh, so overall, I liked it. There were plot-related things that didn't make complete sense to me. One of them is even in the trailer. Uh, the way she learns that Greta is actually a stalker is by opening a drawer and seeing a ton of these purses with phone numbers. Yeah. Why does she need all those purses if they have phone numbers so those are returned purses? Like, why would she need duplicates? I don't <laughs> well, know other than the visual. <laughs> I mean, I, I think she needs duplicates just because, like, she's placing them all over the city at once. It's it's basically like spam, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that it, they're all going to be returned, right. right? She just knows that, like, something is going to happen. So I think it's just, it's also clear. But why not reuse them? Clearly right? she's not. No, no, but so, so they might all go back into the world once she's done with whoever returns them, right? Mm. Potentially. But I think that also she's clearly not stable. So don't yeah. try to apply logic to what she's doing with her time. <laughs> yeah. But, but but yeah, so so overall it was it, it was definitely a little predictable in the way that it went, but I think they they built the suspense well enough, especially because for the bulk of the movie, the only real danger is this older woman following you around, right? There there yeah. isn't the threat of violence really. There isn't there, there aren't a lot of tangible things to be afraid of, and yet the movie manages to be very creepy just by virtue of the performances and like the way that it, it, it shows the kind of claustrophobia that Chloe Grace Moretz's character feels where yeah. all of a sudden the city isn't inviting anymore. The city is this terrifying place where she's always out in the open and exposed. Uh, so I, I liked it for that. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I don't think it like trods any totally new ground, but I think the leads make it like a fun watch so i i had a good time with it yeah i I think that for the most part this film kind of sails by on its premise alone like the the situation that the characters are in is enough to put you on edge and make you kind of scared for the character i think that like one of the most frightening things this film shows 
and that, I mean, it could be writing. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but just the fact that, like, literally most things you can do to harass somebody are just 100% within the bounds of the law, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, it, it's literally the the adult life version of not touching, not touching, not touching. Like, as long as you're not touching, you can put your finger in somebody's face and say not touching, right? Right. Um, so I think that that is kind of a frightening thing. Um, like, I mean, our, our, our street happens to be... A, an isolated street here in the city. And when we leave after this recording ends late tonight, um, like if there was just somebody standing there. And that, there will be. <laughs> and yeah, there potentially will be. There's just nothing. They're just there. Like we cannot, we, the only thing we can do is go back inside the building. So mm. I think that like this, this film does a good job of having tension and kind of letting you slowly build to the, um, just the, the awkward, like going from, from cute to awkward to okay, this is upsetting to like okay, there's a problem now yeah. to like wherever this film goes. That is an interesting progression. I think for me, I, I don't like the pacing as much as you did. Mm-hmm. I thought that there there are sections of this film where it's not that it slows to a halt. It's that like they have to make up things to push the plot forward because they're kind of just doing different things. Like once once the tension has been ramped up. Just let us stick with it. Don't have like these side stories where the characters are talking about other things they need to do or I need to call my dad and things like that. There's just a bunch of things that feel – it's not even like this film feels overly long. It's just you – you when you build tension in a person, like when you make their blood boil a little bit, you have to sustain that or they come off that high, right? And Mm -hmm. I felt myself a lot of times in this film coming off of the high and – there, there could be a way to it's, – it's like when you're watching a film that makes you almost break it, break down and cry and then it immediately makes you laugh. And like that laughing pushes you over the edge to make you do the crying that you weren't going to do because you were trying not to. You can do a thing where you're going back and forth between emotions and feelings and, um, and things like that. You can do that to an effective thing. And I think this film doesn't necessarily do that. It kind of just like builds you up. It's like edging, right? <laughs> and, and I just don't think there's, there's a payoff to yeah, what I, it's doing. I, feel I just don't remember specific moments where it really deflated the tension. Like my criticism of it would be that, so it, you know, you know, it starts subtle and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I would have truncated it where it never needs to get as big as it gets. I think the movie is at its best when it stays within the realm of the very realistically could happen to you. Yeah. Um, and when it starts to veer more into the less realistic conclusions, like, I, I don't think the movie needs that. Like, like I, I think it loses a little bit by having it. But yeah. I never felt like it was changing the tenor of it. Like, I, I felt no. like it always stayed within the realm of tense, then tenser, then tenser. And when it does come down to, like, calling the dad and stuff, that is usually for, like, a very clear payoff that's going to happen yeah yeah i just, I just felt like there were that you were stretching it out to pay off things that weren't necessary because you're already doing a certain thing and i, I don't know like i don't remember all the specific moments in the film there were just certain times where i'm like oh okay like why are we taking this little break of ours for no reason or to yeah. like hear the roommate talk about yoga or something right like i just didn't understand why we were taking so many breaks in the story like it almost felt like they were afraid to make this like a 60 minute film right mm. <laughs> which totally could have worked and totally been fine i don't think if you had a really really tight film that was just shorter than normal i don't think anybody would come out of the theater and be like it was good but then when it ended i was like Psh, it's only 60 minutes like, yeah i feel like there must be a business reason that nobody is releasing 60 minute movies yeah i, I don't know but uh but yeah so I, I think for the most part it it 
it does a decent job. I think for me, my biggest complaint is it's not that Chloe Grace Moretz is a like uh, a like impending force herself, but I feel that Greta is not physic like if somebody was just willing to punch Greta in the face, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be much tension left, right? Like I I feel like there's some sort of I not that I wanted Greta to be punched in the face. I just mean that like she doesn't seem particularly strong or it's not like she's got like a Freddy Krueger hand and she's that dangerous. It's she's just her actions are creepy mm. and and the character's unwillingness to kind of physically fight back is the only thing preventing for this from being done. Like right. there are scenes where just one push would be enough to and Greta, you know what I mean? Like, that, but well, so, but, but I feel like that is kind of a feature of the movie, not a bug. Like, I think part of it is for the the bulk of the film, and I'm assuming the moment you're talking about lies in this bulk area. Greta is clearly unwell, and Chloe Grace Moretz sees her as unwell, but she is still treating her as a person who she thinks has problems, but who she doesn't want to harm in any way. Yeah. Like to the point where the plot even has her go at lengths to preempt her own obsession in a way that like wouldn't make sense. If you, if you knew the, like the third act Greta, you would not waste your time with like (laughs) these diversions. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, but I feel like that fact that the, the innate niceness prevents you from doing something. I found that to be kind of realistic, right? Like if I, if I were walking home tonight and like a strange person approached me in the street and let's say they're not big and foreboding, let's say they're a, they're a woman who is, who's just like spouting terrifying things and kind of following me and refusing to let go. That would creep me out. And I would not shove them. I don't even know that I would yell at them in a very aggressive way. It would be like that, the terror of like, what do you do when there's a person who you you don't know if they like mean well or if they're just troubled. Yeah, yeah. So there, like, if you graph the tension to response ratio, there is a point where shoving becomes acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I think this film progresses way past that before any character does anything at all. Mm. And I think that there are. I, I just feel like there are ways to diffuse this. I'm, I'm once again not advocating for pushing an old lady. I'm just saying that you heard like, it here. there is a point in time where the person is a legitimate threat, and it is self-defense, right? You're allowed to... I think when the old lady starts crawling frantically under the house, <laughs> then you're allowed to do whatever Yeah, you like, you would have no problem with the kid, like, punching... I would like, kick her in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would straight up hot fuzz that and <laughs> just do a running jump kick. <laughs> but I, I, just, I just feel like... Yeah, I, I just feel like the situation was... Once you know there's, like... It's one thing to have a person be sort of unstable and scary in that you don't know what they want, but still they're not threatening at all, right? Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, how do I get out of this situation and not be stuck with this person in one place for too long? Like, that's all fine and dandy. But when they become like a legitimate threat to you, I feel that like there is – there becomes a point where if you're legitimately terrified – no one's going to help you or stop you and then they come to places where you are now like literally backed into a corner i feel like you can take some action and i feel like characters in this film do not do that Mm -hmm. and 
So there, there is a moment in the film when Greta gets an assist. Like, there becomes a reason that characters can't do that anymore. And I, and I feel like it does an okay job of explaining things. Just, but you might be talking about before this. I, I know what you're talking about, and that totally makes sense. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about before that, or maybe even after that. Like, there are, there are points in times when characters whether or not they have their full wits about them could like even just trying to get away from somebody without punching them in the face you can shove them down and then run it it like greta there's there's a literal scene in this film where greta feels like pepe le pew mm-hmm. right like if you just ran there is no way greta would catch up to you yeah but in this film she's just constantly there <laughs> going like oh, i love you <laughs> she's literally pepe le pew yep <laughs> You're my sweet darling. Mon chéri. <laughs> um, and in those scenes, th- th- I just don't... It, it, it is also weird who's being followed in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, I just think that in that moment, just a little shove gets you out of the situation. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I don't know. I just feel that there is something about the film that kind of bothered me. And I just kept thinking, I mean, it's like any horror film, right? Where you want to just be like, don't go in there. The, the thing is, this, this argument applies to the visit too, the grandmom and the visit. And yet the, the image of her running around the house or scurrying but, underneath the floorboard but, but see the, 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 is terrifying. The difference though is that in the visit, it's children and what appears to be demonic old people, right? Like, yeah. A person trying to assault me is different than a demon trying to assault me. Right, but you the, don't think the demon, the <laughs> demonic old person has added strength or powers. I, I mean, think. yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that if, if Greta was possessed, she'd be much more scary than just being obsessed. Mm-hmm. See sure. what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like in in scenes where Greta is following people around and they are just trying to escape the the fear is what is she going to do and so like you can turn and yell but getting within touch distance you're maybe afraid of like this person is unstable what were they planning you know yeah and i think that would make you keep a radius about you true true (laughs) but anyway i think we both need to take a self-defense against crazy older french women class after the dark arts (laughs) yeah i i I don't know i just there was a thing that was bothering me the entire time i watched this film that made me like it would be so easy to just fix this yourself (laughs) there's definitely a moment towards the end of the film when another character is involved who has all of the power dynamic is in their favor and i did feel frustrated that they also fail (laughs) or don't fail we don't know yeah who knows (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, any last thoughts on this film? Um, I feel like Chloe Grace Moretz keeps getting to work with like famous French actresses. She did Juliette Binoche in Clouds of Sils Maria, now Isabelle Huppert in this. I don't know where she's going to go next. What Julie Delpy movie is she going to star in? <laughs> I'm excited for it. So, uh, let's get into verdicts then? Sure. All right, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, recommend the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? 
I'm I'm bumping it up from rental to recommend with a caveat, just because I think the leads like do a good job in their roles. I think Isabelle Hubert is like crazy enough in this movie to make it be like fun to watch how far she'll go. And that always kept me on the edge of my seat, even though as we've discussed at length already, it's definitely a movie with its own holes. So caveat being, I don't think this is some masterful builder of suspense or anything, but I do think it is a, a fun time that's elevated by the cast. Um, I was a less, little bit less won over by the, the cast winning me over. Um, little less won over by the cast winning me over. Um, you know what I mean. Um, so I'm just going to leave this at a wait for rental. Um, I I enjoyed it a little bit, but it also just left me wondering what I would do in that situation. <laughs> Which, you know, I wouldn't do much. Yeah. But there would be a point where I would just have to at least give her a shove. Right. <laughs> just a gentle shove. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a love tap. Maybe you use, like your leg you just like push with your foot so you're still not too close in case she gets all like touchy or stabby <laughs> yes something like that uh you need a mother <laughs> baseball um, bat that's what you need yeah i mean she definitely needed a baseball bat <laughs> um but uh yeah so that is our verdicts for this film um stephen miller people on a funny tip the week where can they do that? Uh, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash warning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning or follow us at instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. Um, if you want to get a hold of us direct, directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Greta, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, we are going to take off and go record our listener-requested review of Bybust. And uh, yeah, that's it. We will see you next week for a review of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, forget about it. Can you kiss a pretty girl, peppy boy, peppy boy? Can you kiss a pretty girl, charming peppy? Oh, that's silly. I can kiss a pretty girl before she shake a pretty girl. I'm a young thing and cannot leave my mother.